Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. We do a lot of interviews with EDM artists, pop artists, rappers, and people in the industry, letting you know what they do behind the scenes. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter through the handle Sidewalk Talk Show. Hope you guys enjoy. Hi, this is Lauren Engel of Sidewalk Talk. Today, I'm here with Grizz. Hi. Requested. Hi. <laughs> so you were born in Metro Detroit, or? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was born in a in a tall at a town called Southfield, mm-hmm. um, and that's where that's where I grew up. Are your parents originally from there as well? Uh, yes. Mm. We're just we're Michigan people born and oh, bred. Oh wow. What do they do? My mom is well. She went to school like she got her master's from University of Michigan for. Um, English mm-hmm. and then she was a teacher and then my parents split up my dad worked at GM Michigan Detroit oh, okay. Motor City General Motors it's yeah. like very common <laughs> yeah it's a thing that's what we do where do you think you got your creative side from I have no idea you know I uh, so no one in my family plays music yeah but I watched Fantasia so much as a kid yeah. on VHS that we burnt the tape out so I feel like that was that's where that comes from <laughs> And that kind of made you want to pick up an instrument? I, I wanted to play music because I, it just, it, it felt like, like that's how I could connect with the world emotionally. Mm. You know, like that's what gave me like this feeling of like safety. Yeah. And also made me feel really excited. Oh. It felt like electricity. I was like, yeah, I just really want to yeah. do it. And my mom, she's the most amazing lady ever. Uh, my, like my personal hero. And she... Uh, financed somehow for me to get this like this awesome piano this little, mm-hmm. like upright piano I was taking lessons and I would just sit at the piano and just play random shit just like random shit for yeah. hours and just like just jam not even in key but I just sit there and close my eyes yeah. and I play music and just for hours and hours and hours and uh, that was like that just felt so good to me mm-hmm. to connect with sound I don't know why and then soon after, you picked up other instruments, or in fifth grade, I was lucky enough. My school, they uh, they had they had you like choose an instrument, to, like mm-hmm. play, and it was mandatory, which is so crazy. Yeah. Like, can you believe that? Like in school, they're like, all right, now everyone gets to play an instrument. I thought it was so cool. I like I remember my yeah. classmates were like, oh no, <laughs> you have to play music, and I was like, yes, music. <laughs> but um, so I I originally played. Uh, Fun fact, my first instrument that I ever played was oboe, and I was playing this oboe, and my mom was like, okay, you're really bad at it. It's like... <laughs> She's like so real with you. She was, no, she was trying to help me, though, because oh. she was like giving me lessons, oh. and like she was like, like, she would take me to lessons, but she was like, listen, like, this is too complicated of an instrument, like, just try something else. Yeah. And like, like thank God, because I chose this instrument because I just wanted to play this one song. It's like a Disney song. Uh, it's, like called, it's like Peter and the Wolf. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, whatever. Small details. So, yeah, I eventually she was like, "All right, just just cut it out with this oboe thing." You're like, "It sounds horrible." So she was like, "Please pick a different instrument." And so then I went with saxophone, mm-hmm. and and I've just been playing it ever since. Yeah. And going back to your parents, when you were growing up, was your dad really alcoholic? I think I read in a previous interview. Yeah. So he, my that's why my parents split up originally. Was that mm-hmm. he was like a, he was a alcoholic and. He was very like verbally abusive and like it, that was as a kid like that was really like, traumatizing like he'd come to mm. our baseball games and like yell shit at oh the ref gosh. and like it was just like it was embarrassing and 
it, it was like, it's just traumatizing, yeah. you know? And still stuff that I deal with today, but I have such a good support system of friends, mm, and I my mom that. was, my mom was such a rock mm-hmm. in the household, you know? Like, she, like, she absorbed all of the bad vibes and, like, all wow. of, like, the hatred in the household and was able to, like, create a safe space for my brother and I, and eventually that's why they, they, they split. Um, but the, you know, I haven't, I, my relationship with my father is like kind of like disintegrated because he is just, he's just on his own path, mm-hmm. you know, and, I, and, and maybe our lives will intersect again, but my mom, we married to this man mm-hmm. and he has been such like a strong person in my life. So oh, like, wow. this is, this is how to like be a man, mm-hmm. you know, and, yeah. and that taught me, taught me how to respect myself and and to be a respectable person Mm -hmm. and my mom taught me love i love that she's the uh, i I, oh you're just like i love her like glowing when you talk about her she's the best man she always she always supported me like no matter what i was doing and like like moms i i don't know man like that's just like some superhero magical being thing mm-hmm. like I, I put on for moms 100% and then you realized you were gay like really early on right but you yeah. were still like dating girls or like trying to hide yeah. the fact yeah I was like that's this is big facts yeah <laughs> I um honestly it was like I was watching Sailor Moon and I had a big crush on tuxedo mask and this is like in elementary school yeah and or like late elementary school and Sailor Moon is like this an, this like anime yeah. But like, I hope you know it. If you don't, you should I know. Watch, I'll like, put a picture here for you guys, yeah, just yeah, in case. Yeah, yeah. And then you gotta, you gotta throw in a picture of Tuxedo Mask because he okay. was just, oh my gosh. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know what it was, but my first crush was on a cartoon. <laughs> so darky. So, anyways, yeah, I love Tuxedo Mask, and I was like, I was like, that's different because like yeah. my friends don't love like men, and I was like, okay, well, I guess that's what it is. And but I was having I had a really tough time with it because it, it wasn't normal and like there was like one gay kid in my entire high school mm-hmm. and it was like hard to find an example of like what it was to be gay yeah and I was like this is wrong like I'm wrong there's something that's wrong with me and so I like I was just like maybe I haven't found like the right girlfriend yet like maybe there wasn't the right person and so after a then here they are that's this, oh this yeah. Piece. Purple. Ooh, Lavender looking. <laughs> but after a while I was like, you know what? Like I when I got to college is when I when I really was able to accept that about myself mm-hmm. because I finally had like a like a group of gay friends. Yeah. And they like taught me they like schooled me, you know? They're like yeah. they're like this is like this is like how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh shit, like okay, cool, that's awesome. Then you also asked your mom to take you to like a psychiatrist. Yeah, uh, so when I was when I was going through high school, um, I was seeing a shrink, but it wasn't like it didn't. It just didn't. The time was tough because I was like so rebellious and mm-hmm. I, I didn't like taking advice from people, and I don't, still don't. I'm working on that because like, <laughs> I'm just like a very type A kind of person, and I uh, I was just I wanted to know what was going on. You know, mm-hmm. but like it's hard to like listen to somebody who like doesn't doesn't like like I can't relate to you know mm-hmm. and like like my friends in college like I could relate to them. Yeah. I was like I was like yo like these are these are my peers you know mm-hmm. and they like like thank God for like good friends 
you know? Yeah. It gets so, so big. Mm -hmm. And you go into producing when you're 14 through like your what brother is like weed friends are. <laughs> okay, so my friend's older brother gave us like music production stuff, weed and like like electronic music all at the same time. And I was like 14 and it was just like so much. <laughs> like it was so much. Like getting stoned and like listening to like this crazy electronic music. It like my brain felt like it was exploding. But in, a, in, a, in a cool way. And uh, and it just like it did something to me and I just I feel like I felt like I had to I had to do it. I had to make music. And that's I would like stay up super late at night. Like a lot of kids would, like stay up and party. I also did that. But I would stay up really late at night and my mom would like come downstairs and like she'd be like, what are you doing? And I'm just like sitting there like not watching porn but just like doing like, like EDM shit. Yeah. Like, you know? She's like busting into the room and be like, oh my god. Ah, <laughs> Tiesto. <laughs> but this was like how many years ago? Like four, more than 14? Like what were you listening to back then? This must have been like real, pretty early days of Like EDM. real, like yeah. real early. Like this was like pre, EDM wasn't even a thing. Yeah. This was like... I was listening to like Aphex Twin oh, okay. and Square Pusher and like Plug and I don't know, Wagon Christ. Like it was like weird. It was IDM at the time, is what it was called. Oh. Intelligent dance music. Wow. It's, it's just like glitchy and yeah. drum and bass kinda kinda stuff. And mm. then like I kinda got into to hip hop and then by way of hip hop dubstep started happening and then house music started happening in my life and I was like alright cool I like all this stuff yeah and what did he study at Michigan State partying <laughs> for real Damn. I changed my I changed my major four times because I found out that you could change your major if you were failing and not have them kick you out because it kind of like oh like reset, reset yeah. your status at the school <laughs> I wouldn't recommend doing that I don't know if that's still a thing but what kind of topics or like majors were they? Uh, I started with business. Okay. Wait, no, I started as pre-med. So many people started as pre-med. We're like, we're going to be doctors <laughs> yeah, and doctor. make tons of money and, <laughs> and save people's lives. And then you realize you have to take all these like, all these classes in schools like eight years long. And you're like, we're not going to do that. <laughs> like, like, screw being a doctor. <laughs> then it was like business. And then we went, so went to this college of business. And I was like, well, this is just depressing because like everybody's in business. And like they wouldn't even have you put your name on the exam, just like your student number. So I was like, instead oh. of writing my name, I was like, hey, four one four three eight five four one. And I'm like, I'll never. That's that's facts. That's my number. <laughs> so I hated that. I hated it. I was like, no, let's not do that. Then I was in psychology, and I was like, oh, this is really cool, but you actually have to study. And I was like, not really into studying. So I was like, well, got to do something else. And then it. But my last major was, was something that I actually really enjoyed doing, which was now then the, like the arts school. Mm -hmm. It was called the RCAH, the Residential College of Arts and Humanities. And the, like one of my entire classes, and this is like kind of what going being in the RCAH was like, the, the entire class was what is art? Mm -hmm. And I really liked that. Yeah. And we like researched like what art is and read a bunch of books, and I was like really interested in that. And our final exam, like studied for it, it was, you know, like you do for finals, like you study yeah. and you cram and all this information. And the, the, the professor was like, all right, I want everybody to take out a single sheet of paper from a notebook. Did that. He's like, now yeah. rip it in half. Did that. He's like, write, what is art at the top of it? Did that. And he's like, answer that with no longer than the, the half sheet of paper that I've given you and that's your mm -hmm. final. And I was like, what? what? 
<laughs> to which I said, I just write, I wrote one word down and I just wrote everything. Handed that in. Yeah. And I got a four point. No way. Dang That's gang. so cool. Wow. <laughs> Art is everything. Yeah. And then how long... So were you already putting out music while you were in college? Yeah, that's when I, st that's when I, think I started putting out music. So music was like... SoundCloud. Yeah. And it's funny because like SoundCloud at the time was like... So weird. It was like... This like small little community of people that like... Oh my god, oh my god, look at this pup! Your dog is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> it's so amazing. I love puppies the most. <laughs> yeah, your eye is like, what? Like, <laughs> oh my god. Yo, that, see, that dog doesn't even look real. Oh yeah. Oh. It's like a cartoon. It looks like a chicken nugget. That's <laughs> a chicken nugget. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh. SoundCloud. Yeah, SoundCloud yeah. was crazy, man. It was just like a bunch of people making like glitch hop music and like putting it on this website. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I was releasing music at the time. And then how did you get your initial momentum? People would book me on SoundCloud. They'd like hit, they'd like slide into my DMs on SoundCloud and be like, yo, man, we'll pay you 50 bucks to play in Fargo, North Dakota. And I was like, do you want to pay me money to play music? My music outside of Michigan? Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm so down. Mm -hmm. I'll go all over the country getting paid like not like I would pay money out of my pocket for the flights to go play these shows oh wow and I was so broke at the time I was like borrowing money from my brother you were a waiter right I was when a, was that I was a, so I was a waiter all my high school career okay and then I worked washing dishes at LS Teca at Michigan State University for a few years I remember quitting that job that was the last job like real job I ever had no way you never had to do a desk job I was like <laughs> So I, I worked as a as a debt collector in high school for an entire summer. So I get I get the cubicle life and it's it, it's hard. It's hard. So like anybody yeah. that's working that like nine to five cubicle life, like yo, big props because that is some really difficult ish to do mm -hmm. and respect. Yeah. Big respect. Um, and then how long after were you until you were touring with Grammatic? That was wow. You know all this shit. Damn. <laughs> that was um. I was doing like like minor touring for like three years, mm -hmm. just like on some random random touring yeah. shit, like, like like places that a lot of people don't even know exist, like Sebastopol, California. <laughs> like yeah, like, like what is that? <laughs> but it was dope, you know. Like I made a lot of really great friends, and like and like had a lot of really great times, and got to experiment with myself, like mentally, like who mm. I was, and like travel alone. I think like personal traveling alone is really important. It like helps get perspective and helps you understand like who you are as yeah. a person. Woo! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then can you tell the story about the unbanned from Canada? The lie that you told them? <laughs> oh my god, I, yo. You know about the unbanned from Canada thing? Oh my god, this is like... <laughs> this is like a fucking um, Nardwar interview. <laughs> oh my god. I was, I was uh, at the Canadian border and we didn't have our customs forms filled out correctly. This is a long time ago. It was different times. <laughs> That's what I wanted to different times. <laughs> remind them. And uh, it is, we're talking like six years ago. Yeah. And so I get to the border and they're like, why are you here? And I was like, snowboarding. 
and like they're the like, first thing that came and to And they're like, they're like, they're like, where's your stuff? Because <laughs> I had no, like, I didn't have a snowboard, I didn't have, like, a jacket. It, like, wasn't necessarily even in season. I was like, what do you mean? What do you mean you're snowboarding in the summer? And I was like, I was like, you guys do that in the summer, right? And, um, wow. Oh, it's so pretty. It's very blue. And, and they're like, like yeah, okay, bullshit. And, like, so they took me to, like, this, like, other, like, processing room thing. And in my bag, there was, like, some, like, DJ gear. And they're like, what's this? And I was like, I make music. And they're like, what's the project name? And like, I was like, it's called Grizz. And, like, <laughs> they, like, look it up. And they're like, what's this Grizz show in Canada, like, tomorrow night? And I was like, what are you talking no. about? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you caught me. Like, I'm so sorry. My bad. And... They banned me from Canada for a year. Oh my gosh. They're like, they're like, you can't just come to our country and lie <laughs> so you're while you're here to customs agents. <laughs> I was like, is it really that bad? They're like, they're like, it's that serious. I was like, okay, well. And then they banned me for a year. Oh my God. So it's serious. Don't mess around with the Canadian border people because respect yeah. our Canadian brothers and sisters. Facts. <laughs> And then how did he come up with Christmas? Christmas, man. Um, at the time, it was just like a fun thing, but I, I think it turned into like like this big charity thing because I've gotten a little bit more mature and focused on partying a little bit less and about other people a little bit more, like less selfish, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I want to give myself back to other people because I, I can and I feel like it's my, my duty to do that. I do. Yeah. And... It's just like a friend of mine, there's this picture of him. This was before Christmas was even a thing. Mm -hmm. And there's a picture of him, he's like wasted, he's got a good drink in his hand. I had this, I had this performance in Detroit like over a decade ago. And the sign just, there was like a sign that was like hand painted. Yeah. I don't, I, just, I don't know where they got the paint, but like it just says, Happy Christmas on it. And we're all like, yo, that's sick. That's, that's <laughs> sick. Like, we should do Christmas. Yeah. So it's like this weird thing where we're not really exactly sure who started Christmas. Mm -hmm. The Christmas spirit started Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> and it never ends. The Christmas spirit is year-round. <laughs> year-round. And how did the MeUndies come out? I was so excited. I was like driving to the gym. Like I saw you. I'm like, yes, I'm you. Know, I you. saw. I saw one of the billboards. I was yeah. like, yo, that's sick. I've been I've been talking with MeUndies for a long time just because I like their underwear a lot. Mm -hmm. It's really really soft, and it looks cool. And like I think for dudes, we don't really like. I don't want to speak for all dudes because like shouts out like the homies that got a good underwear game going on there's a lot of us now yeah. so like so like big ups because that shit matters like i like underwear uh so shouts out shouts out underwear gang like you got a good underwear game like that's dope but um they they like upped my underwear game because at the time I wasn't really like thinking about it too much you know mm. and, like so like like uh, one of my managers at the time was getting like stuff from me undies and then like they started giving me some free stuff and they're like yo we dig your we dig your music i was like that's dope i dig your underwear so you guys should keep sending me free underwear because like I'm really here for that. Like that's yeah. awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and I'm also really broke, so like that helps a lot. <laughs> and wow, where are we? Because this is like really nice. Yeah. They approached me and they're like, like, yo, like we have this pride campaign coming up and we want you to be a part of it. What do you think? And I was like, 
that sounds awesome. I'm not a model, but if you give me a chance, if you just give me a chance, we can knock you it out. You already have like athletic body from high school though, right? Yeah, I mean, I used to play sports a lot, that's yeah. for sure, but I, 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 I found it was really important to like, as, as in, 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 in conjunction with like keeping a clean mind yeah. and, and being mentally present and like, choosing sobriety over like getting fucked up all the time like I think that that's cool like being mm. sober is dope yeah um I also wanted to be like physically healthy yeah you know like not smoking cigarettes all the time or like vaping or like smoking pot you know so I started seeing a trainer like two years ago and I do that oh, every day wow. nice <laughs> and can you talk about your Red Rocks performance yeah, which one? We've done it. We've done it like I think. You're, uh, you have one that's the last one, right? Or, yeah, the yeah, one that coming one. up. So yeah. one of the excuse me, like two nights. One of the sets is like all the all the throwback stuff, just like in, like like honoring the past, you know, kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. we've been, I've been doing Red Rocks for like six years. Yeah, think, which is like cool, and Red Rocks is like amazing. But I also want to do some new something new, you know. Mm -hmm. I want to grow. Yeah, I want to grow the idea. I've got new ideas, and I I feel like. I need to challenge myself and like doing Red Rocks isn't so much of a challenge and, and, and I'm not really like, I don't feel like inspired so much to go back there and like do something new. You know, mm. there's like limits to yeah. the, to the, to the, to the shit, you know, mm -hmm. I want to make a more 3D oh, wow. encompassing performance and I want to try, I want to try something. So if you guys let me, I just want to try something. I feel like it'd be really cool. Oh. So we, we got it. We got it. I've got a plan. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Bear with me, because I know like people love Red Rock so much, and it's sad as for last year. But um, but there's like a there's a future to the thing, and like the mm -hmm. only way you can move forward is by, or growing is like by moving forward. Yeah. So we're gonna move forward. We're gonna try some new shit. I love that. What was the decision to do the year off social media? Yo, you gotta take a break from the gram. Yeah. You got to. It's crazy sometimes. Social media is nuts. You guys are nuts. I can't do it all the yeah. time, so I just need to like take a break and like re just reconnect with myself. Is it weird now going from that to like non-stop social or? Yeah. You need a condom? <laughs> They're everywhere in LA. They are. You just wow. pick them I up off noticed. the ground. Whoa. <laughs> I'm gonna leave this here for someone who needs it more than I do. <laughs> um. <laughs> Shit. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, it's it's definitely a big flip, but I use it more responsibly now. Like, mm -hmm. like I was just, it's like every single second I was chilling, it was just like, I'm like on Instagram, just like looking at something, you know? Yeah. And like, I feel like, like that turns you into a boring person. Like always mm -hmm. being on social media, like, yeah. you, you know the type, Yeah. you know? It's like, you got nothing to contribute real. Cause you don't even live your own life. You just be living on social media. Like that's fucking boring. Yeah. I don't want to do that. I want to live my life. Mm -hmm. I want to use these things to look at this thing. You know, yeah. this is so dope. We're out here finding condoms on the ground and <laughs> shit. You know, like life is interesting. You might just see some condoms on the ground. <laughs> what was the main inspiration for Ride Waves? Life is temporary. Mm -hmm. So are the tides. I wanted like to write something that, um, sing like that was like symbolic of like the the. the the ephemeral, the temporary quality of life. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I'm only gonna be here for a short amount of time. And also, like, incorporates, like, the idea of, like, balance. You know, life takes balance. Like, I can't just be doing all this one thing. I, like, I, I need to, like, you know, not just be, like, always so super positive or always sad. You know, like, life is all these different things. Like, I, I shouldn't spend all my time working or all my time chilling. 
You know, like I need to like balance my life between work and play and, and the lightness and the dark, you know, it's like everything is like in that flux, but yeah. also like nothing lasts, you know? So that was like kind of my clever way of trying to say all those things really simply. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what made you decide to have Snoop Dogg? Because so why cool. not? <laughs> yeah. He's so dope. There's like, you, he doesn't sound bad. You know, like he, like he doesn't, oh, he's, like yeah, his voice he's so is good. Like, mm. Yeah. I'm like, and honestly, like personal hero of mine, you know, like Snoop Dogg is the man. Yeah. How would you say your music has changed compared to the early songs you've made? I, it'll always be Grizz music, you know? Mm -hmm. But I'm trying to like elevate what I do, you know, mentally, conceptually, from the performance perspective. It'll always be Grizz music, but I'm just trying to elevate, like the, like, like Gangstar said, I'm like, like trying to elevate things at the times, you know what I'm saying? Like the style of beats is elevated, the rhyme style is elevated, but it's still a guru premiere, like that, like that whole thing, like that's, I want to, I want to take something that I do really well, but I, got, I want to grow. So I got to like challenge myself and make things a little different. So now it's like a little bit more song related. I'm doing a lot more things with live instruments and not sampling records anymore and like making my own sounds and writing my own tunes, you know, like that's, that's kind of where mm. it is now. What would you say have been the biggest challenges in your life other than uh, coming out? Damn. Um, trusting people. Mm. Yeah. You know, that's a hard one. Like, I always feel like people are bullshitting and I have a tough time trusting people. Maybe that's just like, you know, the, from the past, like things that like, that happened with my parents, you know, like, cause I, I couldn't trust like when my dad was like at home or not, or like, you know, I, I, I don't know. But I have a tough time trusting people. That's like the, my life's biggest challenge. And I like, so I'm working on that. I'm still working yeah. on that. Last question, what do you want to be remembered for? That's a, that's a tough question. Yeah. What, what, what is like my after I die? Shit, man. I just want to be remembered as somebody who who gave more than they took. Mm, I love that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This was awesome. Thank you so much. Yo, I love this. Thank you. I love you guys. And I love you. Can I have a hug? Oh, yeah. yes. That was a fun walk. Yeah. That was nice. Oh, thank you. You like you? You got me to come outside. And hang, we got to see more parts of this neighborhood yeah. which I haven't seen before, and more plants and flowers. And condoms and on the color, floor. And condoms on the ground. 